Sabonis brought it to him. Hey, what is up, everybody? You are listening to the All Pacers Pod, a podcast for Pacers fans, by Pacers fans. I'm your host, Jack, and I'm joined by Austin today. What's up, Austin? Hi. Good to be back in the saddle. Yeah. Um, we're, you're in our living room slash bedroom mm-hmm. right now. You guys took your bed out. You took the carpet out. You put new paint on the walls. Yep. You put what else in there? Um, anything else new or we, anything taken out? We've started putting some flooring in there, mm-hmm. um, and I'm really bad at it, so it's going slow. Well, I'll figure it out. It's not your job. Yeah. Like day, it is your job right now to do that, but it's not your day job normally. Yeah. Yes, you're so. right. <laughs> um, well, what's going on with you, man? Man, trying to keep up with my kids, Yeah. my ex-wife. I don't know where they are. So if you see him, we've actually set up a hotline, 1-800-ALL-PACERS-EX-WIFE. <laughs> I'll let you figure out what the numbers that correspond with the letters are. So if you see my ex-wife or my kids, please call the number. I need to see them. That's a lot of letters. That's mm-hmm. going to be a long phone number. I'm guessing that's not your standard United States phone number. Is, is there abbreviations in there just to anyone listening? You know, like license plates have like, they take out vowels. Yeah, we can do uh, 1-800-ALL-PACE-X. <laughs> so that is uh, 11. That's 11 digits. So maybe we just make it ALL-PACE-X because then you got 1-800 and area code, three three more digits, and then it'd be like C-E-E-X would be the last four. What, what if we just did one 800 Pacer X. Uh, six, eight. Yeah, that might work if you don't. If you don't, I don't know if you need an area code on a one eight hundred number. So, what if we did um one eight hundred Combs X? I don't know. It's getting so complicated. People now. might think it's comb sex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We let's let's avoid that one. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll work on the name but i mean how's work going you're pushing papers now i'm pushing papers for the government so if you do something bad i'll know about it in the state of kentucky also if you do something bad santa would know about it (laughs) and you get coal for christmas you're very different than santa but very similar too in a lot of ways well i was gonna ask you like what do you think you're your Santa qualities are because I've heard you talk about it. A I'm, few jolly. Times. <laughs> I'm jolly. I'm uh, jolly. I've never fallen off a roof. In fact, I don't think I've been on a roof ever. <laughs> uh, I've been to a rooftop at like uh, you know a restaurant or an apartment building, but I can't say that I've ever been on a single-family home roof and fallen off like Santa Claus did. Have you ever delivered presents? Yeah. Ever delivered presents to sleeping people? Yeah. Have you ever eaten cookies and milk? While they were asleep? I I guess, yeah. Yeah. Or awake, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's... I don't drink the milk, though, is the thing. Like, I'll I'll dunk, but I'm not going to drink the milk. It's a lot of milk to drink. For Santa too, by the I way. Like so to I like to pour the milk it. in the toilet. 
<laughs> and then they wake people wake up and they're like, "Oh, what's this white stuff in the toilet?" <laughs> <laughs> they think a ghost has been in their toilet. Oh yeah, <laughs> That's stupid. Um, so Pacers, Where, where's where's Jeremy to keep us on track? You know, you know, probably somewhere out there with my ex-wife. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> All right, so we got a lot planned for today. We're gonna go over some news that's been going on with the Pacers, which, you know, is not a ton, but, like, we're still going to talk about it. We're going to do some game recaps, look ahead as well. But the big reason we're doing this podcast today is the trade deadline is on February 10th, which, as we're recording this, is five days away. When you're listening to it, it should be four days away. We'll we'll see what, I mean, if you're downloading it on Sunday, February 6th, it should be four days away. So, we're getting a little creative with these trades. We have destinations where we think some of our biggest players could end up, and some of those teams we believe should be pursuing these star players on the Pacers. Um, and then just I, I got a little creative with mine. I don't know exactly what your trades are, Austin, but we uh, should have some fun things going on this podcast today as far as the trade deadline. But, Austin, let's go ahead and kick it off with something we haven't done in a long time, and that's our stat of the day. Yes. Do you remember where you were? March 18th, 1953. <laughs> uh, no. Do you know who was president March 18th, Yeah, Jim, that's Jimmy Carter. Nope. <laughs> You're about 24 years off uh, on that. 53. Um... Some Van Buren's in my head. Mm, now you're like over a hundred years off. Okay, well that. never mind. I dude, I don't know presidents. Wait, fifties would be post World War Two. Mm-hmm. Are we looking at FDR? No, he was dead. Oh, his time had had came and went. Literally, you're close though. Two after FDR. He well, worked, that doesn't help me He worked for FDR. <laughs> okay. Uh, General. Oh, it's um, Kennedy. Mm, no, so close, though. Guy before him. Okay, actually, I feel like I know Sorry noticed. we just spent four minutes on <laughs> trivia, folks. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I just asked a simple <laughs> Who was before JFK? Should I know this? Dwight Eisenhower. I have I would have never guessed that. Yeah. Well, okay. It's okay. So that's the stat of the day, or... No, the stat of the day is about the late Slick Leonard. Oh. Not late as in he was going to be here and he <laughs> showed up not on time, no, but people late. shouldn't be joking about this. <laughs> it's, not a ch- it's not a joke. I thought I might need to clarify for people. Okay. The late... For everyone listening that thought he was going to be here for this podcast, he's not late. That's what you're trying to say? Bobby Slick Leonard is deceased. He is not going to be on our podcast until we do All Dot Afterlife, but that's a different that's a different podcast. Yeah, for a that's, different day. That's like if that gets in line now for all the All Dot ideas we've had, we're never going to get to that podcast. We should we'll, let's bump it up the line. Okay, we'll bump it up we'll a little. Expedite bit. it. Not ahead of All Dot Trains. No. All Trains Pod and All Aftermath afterlife pod coming soon anyways Anyways. this was when slick leonard was in college at 
Indiana University. Indiana University. And this was the championship game. This was the second title that Indiana won in their school history. Uh, they beat Kansas by one point in Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, I forgot to tell you, on March 18th, 1953, where I was, I was twiddling my thumbs because the Pacers weren't a team yet. <laughs> so I had nothing to do for uh, 10 years or so. What what was uh, what was Slick Leonard's stats? Slick Leonard, in this game, not great stats, actually. He only had 12 points, two fouls, and two rebounds. It doesn't have any other stats listed, though. Okay. Like I can't. 12 and 2? I can see field goal attempts, free throw attempts, rebounds, fouls, and points. That's your average Chris Duarte game. 12, 12 points, two. two rebounds, yeah. yeah. Hey. Lot in common with Bobby Slick Leonard. I wonder why they called him Slick. I mean, it had to do with the basketball. His game for sure, right? He was slick on the court. Maybe he was oily. <laughs> Like very sweaty. It could have been. I mean, the fifties. He probably was slicking his hair back. Could have been a slick. Like mm. mm-hmm. he had the slickest hair in Indiana. Yeah, that's it. That could be a thing. I was reading about him today with the season ticket telethon they did. I I don't know. Have you seen the movie? What's it called with Will Ferrell? They're the ABA team. Um, Semi pro. Semi pro. I was reading about the Pacers in the. 70s when they finally became an ABA or an NBA team they were the fourth team to make it they were the financially they were in the worst financial spot of the four ABA teams to make it to the NBA they were actually going to be behind the Kentucky Colonels but the Colonels owned the right or the Colonels had a player I can't think of his name right now a player you would know if I said his name though and the Chicago Bulls actually owned the rights to this player, so they said no to the Colonels making it to the NBA. They weren't going to vote him in. So the Colonels were left off, and they brought the Pacers into the NBA. The Pacers had no money because they only brought four teams to the NBA in the merger. The Pacers were terrible financially, so they like had to rely on like shticks and things to get the fans to the seats, which was like exactly how semi-pro was, you know? And, I mean, there was... Like the Pacers had a woman try out for the team. She's it was the first woman to ever make it to the training camp roster, and they didn't end up having her on the team. But she was the first woman to ever be on a training camp roster, and still the only one to ever do it. Wait, I think was that the lady who died recently? I don't know. I looked. There was her a up lady today. who died recently who was like an Olympic gold medalist for women's basketball, and she. Like, she never played in an NBA game, but she was, like, on the roster at some point. And I think she's – so maybe it was her. Yeah, maybe. her name. Yeah, so, uh, gosh, I, I can look all this up. I'm, I'll do it later after the pod. But, yeah, I was thinking – I wonder if the Pacers were part of the inspiration for the movie Semi-Pro because there's, like, the bear at halftime. He uh, Jackie Moon gets in the cage with the bear to wrestle a bear at halftime of the game that he's coaching <laughs> did the and playing. Pacers do that? No, I don't know if they ever uh, did that, but I just think like they probably like looked at different teams in the NBA and in the ABA and what they had to do to like function financially and do all these shticks, but then just made it like over the top in a slapstick comedy kind of way. Yeah. So, 
just just a hunch. We'll we'll talk to Will Ferrell if he ever comes on the pod. We've sent out our feelers there a little bit. I gotta be honest. I kind of wish if the Kentucky Colonels had survived, it'd be way easier for us <laughs> to go to basketball games. We'd be doing the All Dot Colonels podcast. Yeah, they they wouldn't have the name Colonel anymore, right? I don't. It's associated with the Southern Army. Well, Colonel is still a military. I think that's just a military position. Oh. There's still colonels, yeah. Well, I'm glad the Pacers are the ones who made it. <laughs> that's all I got to say. <laughs> okay. And you're crazy to think otherwise. Um, So, you finished your stat, right? Oh, yeah, 12 points, two rebounds. Yeah, it wasn't impressive, but I just figured No, would, man, it was, it was good. I mean, he won a championship, so. Yeah, I mean, he's, cool. he's on the Mount Rushmore of Indiana Pacers basketball. Mm-hmm. For sure. He so, went on to coach. For those of you who don't know, too, he went on to coach the Pacers. They won a couple ABA titles under his tutelage. Yeah, so. they had a dynasty in the ABA. The ABA was amazing. I mean, the team in the ABA. Um, Slick was a big part of that. So shout out to uh, Slick and all that he did for Indiana. Let's move on to Pacers news. There's a ton of things that have happened since me and Sal last recorded an episode. Austin, I'm sure you at least downloaded the episode. Oh, download, listen, take notes. Oh, that's what's up, man. Notate, yeah. In that's the car, too. Wow. That's that's devotion, man. I mm-hmm. love it. Um, Oh, well, of course, you do edit every podcast episode. Yeah. So I appreciate that. That's probably where the notes came in. I drive so. with my left. Okay. I listen with both ears. And I have a typewriter in the passenger seat that I go right-handed <laughs> on. So... That's how I take notes. Amazing. So, yeah, let's talk about some of these things that happened. Austin, I'm going to ask you to pull up the Rising Stars event rules. We're going to get to that in a minute. But, first of all, the Pacers signed Reggie Perry to a hardship clause deal. He recently played for the Brooklyn Nets last season and another team this season. I, I can't remember the other team he was on, but is from Mississippi State, 21 years old. That's really all I got to say about him. I, I don't know if he's going to make a name for himself at all in Indiana. We'll see. If he does, we'll talk about him more. I mean, he already has a great first name, Reggie, to become a legend for the Pacers. But uh, 2000, he was born in 2000, Austin. Just kind of fun to think about. But 21-year-old guard right now, I guess small forward. Oh, no, power forward. He played a few minutes the other night for the Pacers against the Bulls, which we'll talk about in a bit. And didn't really do much on the court but hey man he might just be getting his sea legs so reggie perry that's our first piece of news let's move on to do you have the rules pulled up austin i do okay so duarte made the rising stars event can you walk us through what that means the rising stars event now features four seven player teams that play in a mini tournament of three games so for those of you following on four seven player teams 28 guys in total each game is played to a target score, so the game has to end with a made basket or a free throw. There's no uh, running. I don't know if they're doing quarters, but it doesn't matter for the end of the game. The semifinal games, so the first two, are played to 50. Wait. Semifinal games will be played to a final target score of 50, with the final game being played to 25. Okay, gotcha. 
for uh, a little NBA 75 thing for a total of 75 points across the semifinal and final to celebrate the league's 75th anniversary points. They had four guys from the 75 team draft these teams too. So I know Gary Payton drafted Chris Duarte. Oh, so they're they're coaching them. Yeah, so Gary Payton's the coach. I know Rick Barry's a coach. I can't remember the other two right now. Okay. But then the, the 28 guys who are in the tournament, 12 are first year, 12 are second year, and four are from the G League. So It's I the Ignite team. G League Ignite. Yeah, yeah, so it's the alternative to college right now. NBA is just trying to get more guys into the G League. Oh, so it's not just any G League. It's the, So there is now a separate G League. They still play against G League teams. The Ignite team does. But it's the NBA's team, and it's guys who are opting out of college. Kids, oh. they're 18. Okay, okay. And they're coming to get the experience in the G League. Oh. Which is already the second best basketball league in the world, right? What? The, the G League. Oh, the G League? Yeah, I, w- I, would, I would say it's tougher than uh the NCAA for sure cuz those are the pros like those guys would Well yeah, I mean all the guys in the G League were probably one of the two best guys on their college yeah, rosters. Yeah, yeah. So for sure, yeah. And then probably well, better I don't than know. Euro. Maybe yeah. I I bet you there's a couple Euro leagues that are probably better than the G League, but it's it's top 4 4 or 5. Yeah, and then NBL in Australia maybe. I don't know. I I'm not familiar with NBA NBL at all. Oh, I thought that was New Zealand. Oh, is it New Zealand? Where I thought it was National Basketball League. So where Lonzo Ball went? Or oh, not, uh, a Lamelo Ball? Yeah, I thought he went to New Zealand. Oh, interesting. Maybe, hey, maybe it was Australia. Hey, Australian know. listeners out there, we apologize. Hey, mate, where's where's the NBL at, mate? <laughs> Take me down to the walkabout and show me where the NBL is at, mate. Bar- there's barbecues too. Basketball on the Bobby. <laughs> you go basketball on the Bobby. But that's assuming it's in Australia. If it's in New Zealand. I don't know what they call barbecues. I don't know, mate. What do you call a barbecue? Do you even have barbecue in New Zealand? <laughs> do you have barbecue? They don't have COVID anymore. Hey, that's in the New same Zealand. accent. I have no idea of knowing. No, they're which like from right. the same tribe. Well, the Scottish Basketball League's pretty good, too, right, Austin? Oh, mate. The <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, right on. We've got wicked. We've got a wicked, great basketball league up here in the UK. <laughs> Freaking blokes down in the NBA. They don't know what we've got up here. My favorite league is the local deep... Um, Forest Georgia Basketball League. Deep Forest Georgia. Hmm. I'll shoot y'all at we <laughs> All right, let's move on. So Duarte also is in the clutch basketball tournament. Good for him. I I don't know if you see this with what you're looking up, the clutch basketball tournament. Uh I don't know. So they're doing different shots. He's on the same team as Scotty Barnes, which is fun. I think there's only eight guys in this tournament um and Duarte for sure earned it I mean he's a clutch shooter so shout out I'm excited to see him at the all-star wait break. what is the clutch what is it now uh look up the rules because I don't have the rules in front of me so basically he it's like the rising stars event 
there's eight guys from this event who are going to do the clutch shooting tournament. Duarte is one of them. And also the only representative for the Pacers at the All-Star Weekend is Chris Duarte. So that's who we're rooting for that weekend. It's going to be exciting. I mean, you already know he's going to tear it up in the Rising Stars event just based on his talent alone. But, I mean, he's also older than all these dudes and, I mean, should just have a leg up on the competition. Hopefully we'll see. But, yeah, Duarte will be doing two events during All-Star Weekend. And this also leads me to Sabonis was not on the All-Star roster. Austin, do you think that makes sense? Just step, take a step back and think as an NBA fan only, not a Pacers fan first. Do you uh, unbiasedly think Sabonis should have been an all-star? No. Where, where do you think he is? Like, how many injuries away is he from making it onto the all-star roster? Uh, Probably within two or three. Uh, just because there aren't really the the guys that put up the kind of numbers that he does. But, you know, he's on a really bad team, and he's missed some games. But also, he's in COVID protocol right now and was hurt. Sure, I guess he came back and was playing, uh, but he had been hurt, missed a little bit of time. So... I don't even know if I was Sabonis if I would if he would want to do it. Well, I mean, it's also like LaMelo wasn't on it, Jalen Brown, Brad Beal. Have the All-Star the final All-Star rosters have came out? Yeah. The so Fred Van Vliet made it. You should be happy about that. Well, he's had an amazing year, yeah. So yeah, Sabonis was left off. Draymond Green had a quote saying the team's not good, so he probably shouldn't be on the roster. Um, Demonis Sabonis and you know I kind of agree with them I mean look I always want my guys on the all-star rosters and I would have loved to see Sabonis make his third which I think would be third all-time for an Indiana Pacer or fourth all-time so I mean it would have helped to move up the list a little bit but I mean stats wise he's taken a dip from last season and I mean a lot of that has to do with the players around him on any given night because you never know who's going to be around him. And I'm not saying it's just specifically Pacers who are dealing with all this COVID stuff and injury stuff this year because it's every team. But Sabonis has definitely taken a hit from that, and the team has too. So I kind of understand him not making the roster. I was surprised when Van Vliet made it. Um, I guess Jared Allen's not on the roster either. So that's that's another What snub. the heck? Who made it then? <laughs> Do you have it pulled up? No, I can get it pulled up, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he didn't make it. Darius Garland made it, though. As uh, he should have. Well, I mean, then that would have been two Cavaliers if... Um, That's okay. Jared Allen made it. So, for the East, the reserves are Jimmy Butler, Darius Garland, James Harden, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton made it, um, Jason Tatum, and Fred Van Vliet. So the the big surprise one is Chris Middleton, I think. I don't know how you feel about this. I mean, I yeah. Well, if I had to t- pick one to take off, I would definitely take off Middleton. Uh, Harden. I mean, I guess Harden more recently. I can't believe he made it, honestly. Has, but it's name has value. recently been has been awful. I mean, his numbers overall are still 
better than, you know, 95% of the league. That's, I mean, that's the thing with a guy like Harden is they're, those guys are so good. Like, Lucas had a down year, too. Not as down as Harden, but those guys are so good, but they still get 25 and yeah. 7 and 8 every night. So Which we might talk about Harden here in our trade oh. segment. But I got a couple more pieces of news real quick. Okay. So Lance had signed two hardship 10-day clauses and then two 10-day deals. So he had four 10-day contracts in total. With the, the Pacers? Yeah. Or, okay. So the Pacers have now officially signed him to a remainder of the season contract, as they should have done, uh, I don't know, but before the first 10-day contract ended. It's, yeah. <laughs> He should have never left the Pacers. It's his fault partially, but I mean, the Indiana's where he belongs, and I hope he realizes that now. Third time's a charm, right? So Lance Stevenson is going to be a Pacer for at least the remainder of this season. We'll see how the roster looks to start next season. I'm kind of expecting him to be a Pacer to start next season. We'll see how that all shakes out. Obviously, there's a whole, what, second half of the year. I guess less than the second half of the year left to kind of see what Lance has. Um, but I've liked it so far, I mean, what he's brought to the team. And hopefully he can retire a pacer and we'll put his his number up there in the rafters oh, here soon. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Lance is a pacer the rest of the year. We also have Terry Taylor, Dwayne Washington, and Isaiah Jackson emerging as really good young guys for the pacers. I'm stoked about all three of these dudes. Terry Taylor, who's a six foot five shooting guard, has been starting or getting center minutes for the Pacers. He started at center against the Chicago Bulls the other day. I mean, at least he did the tip, or he he did the jump ball with Vucevic. Vucevic got the tip. But Terry Taylor was there at the jump. I think that means you're starting center, right? Um, I mean, it could just mean he jumps the highest on the... Yeah, could be. Six I foot mean, five shooting guard, out though. There? Uh, Craig, Tory Craig. So I guess they were both the big men, kind of. So yeah, at that I point. mean, yeah, at that point. So our two big men were a shooting guard and a small forward, which is just wild. But yeah, Terry Taylor did the opening tip jump. But I mean, he's looked really good recently for the Pacers. We'll talk about that during the game recaps. But Dwayne Washington as well, the rookie from Ohio State, and Isaiah Jackson. Man, there's a lot to be excited for Isaiah Jackson there. I mean, especially look, a lot of Pacer fans have loved Aaron Holiday in the past. Last season was a different story. But we ended up trading him and a second to the Wizards for the Isaiah Jackson pick. And, man, it's looking like a good pick right now, especially. Out. Yeah, he's looking better than Goga Batadze already, who, I mean, Batadze's shown some flashes this year. but It's I, crazy in hindsight to think Aaron Holiday fetched a first-round pick. So the second we gave them was the 31st pick to the Bucks or from the Bucks. So it was the first pick in the second round. Yeah. For the 23rd pick in the first round plus Aaron Holiday. Oh, okay. So basically still. they moved down eight spots. Yeah. Still. <laughs> or wait, we might have given him two seconds. I don't remember now. But, yeah, honestly, still, I don't even know what Aaron Holiday's doing in Washington now. I haven't been keeping track of his stats like I should. But, yeah, so those three are exciting. Also, Justin Holiday's vaccination status is keeping him or keeping teams away from him in – the trade market it looks like 
it's saying the Lakers might be avoiding T or might be avoiding almost a TJ leaf. <laughs> uh, the Lakers might be avoiding Justin holiday because of the vaccination status. I can't imagine they would honestly, because he would be the best three point shooter on that team automatically. That might be a state thing though. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know how that works. Um, he also did come out and say if he went to a contender, he would consider getting the vaccination. Um, TJ Warren. What in the world? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just do it, and then you can. Uh, whatever. We don't even need to get on that. Yeah, let's. We'll save that for the all dot vaccination pod. Yeah. <laughs> uh, TJ Warren was seen playing one v one against Brogdon in practice. Who so, won? Um, I don't care. Probably TJ Warren. You think? One on one just lends itself to the bigger person wins. Who hasn't played in a long time? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's a good Neither question. Neither has Brogdon, really. That's true. I mean, Brogdon will play three games and then sit out for five. Yeah. It's just his thing. And then, finally, the Pacers have come out, and or at least sources are saying that the Pacers want a Vucevic-type deal for Demonis Sabonis. And we fact-checked this before the pod. Austin, the Vucevic deal was Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter, Al Farouk Amino, and two first-round picks. And the, the deal was to the Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think that's fair for Sabonis? So you broke it down as you said. Prospect what? expiring two first-round picks. Yeah. Unprotected. But so they're going to be like, well, I forget what the one they got. The one they got last year was a lottery pick, like maybe 12 or 13 that Orlando got, but next year, you know, that pick is probably going to be in the mid twenties because Chicago is really good now. Yeah. So, well, I mean, they, the, you know, they may win the NBA championship. That'd be the thirtieth pick. So it may not just be late twenties, right? Um, I don't believe in the Bulls. Actually, I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Uh, yeah. So I think that's fair. Two firsts and a prospect for Demonis Sabonis. Um. That would be kind of out of the ordinary for the Pacers to get picks for players. But um, I also like the kind of Paul George type of trade where you get two prospects just straight up for your star. I mean, I'm kind of into that. If we can get young guys who are exciting that just don't fit the timeline for certain teams, you know, maybe there's a team out there that wants a guy who can come in, create on offense immediately, and rebound the ball with a lot of these other, you know, really good big men in the NBA then Sabonis could be the answer to those contending teams. Maybe they send over a couple of young guys who have shown flashes but just aren't necessary for the team this year. We'll see how that all goes. But we'll talk about that right now because we are, Austin, moving into a trade segment. And I know you got some good trades that you're going to talk about. You're kind of the trade guru on this podcast. I've also went out and made some weird ones. We we talk about trades all the time, so I try to you know change it up a little bit. But what we're going to do is do – or we're going to talk about five teams that should trade for each of the three of Sabonis, Miles Turner, and Karis LeVert. Austin, do you have everything pulled up that you need? I've got it all. I think so, at least. Okay, who do you want to start with? Why don't we start with – why don't we go worst to first? So we'll start with LeVert and go Turner. I'm talking talent-wise. LeVert, Turner, and then we'll end with Sabonis. So LeVert just scored 42 points against the Bulls. Is he? Is that the one you'd want the most? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't. I don't want. He scored forty two. 
Huh? He, I said he did score 42. Yeah, that's that's more than, I think, Turner and Sabonis' career highs. Turner might have had 42 this year, actually. I don't know. Anyway, let's start with Levert anyways. You want me to start? Yeah, I want you to start. So, I actually... Like we were supposed to find five teams that these guys could go to. I couldn't really find five for Karis Levert. But uh, in no particular order, I listed four teams that I thought could use him. Now, a couple of these teams I don't think will actually be able to get him, and I'll talk about that. The first being the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, Levert, he's a 32% three-point shooter. Uh, he's not particularly efficient scoring-wise. He he only shoots uh, not even four free throws a game. Um, so, you know, he's not really getting those kind of easy points like a James Harden or a Trey Young does, those type of guys. Um, it's all kind of create off the dribble stuff. There's not a lot of spot up and shoot. Um, but I think where he would be best served on a team is being a six man. And Milwaukee is very low in bench scoring per game. They're one of the worst in the league. Uh, some of that has to do with not having Brooke Lopez the whole season. And then Giannis Middleton and Drew have barely played together. Um, so they could really use somebody off the bench. I'm not sure that he would be in their closing lineups because he's not a particularly great defender either, but he is somebody who can come in and be a volume scorer like a Lou Williams type off of the bench. So I think he'd be a good fit there. They don't really have the contracts because Levert is making uh, $17.5 million this year. So they don't really have the money that can kind of match up. They, I mean, they'd have to give up a slew of bench guys and leave their roster kind of depleted just to make the money up to get him. Um, so that would be a good fit if I think they could get him. And they also don't have a lot of picks like this next team who Karis Levert's very familiar with the Brooklyn Nets Yeah, are last in bench scoring. I think they could desperately use Karis Levert right now, but kind of in the same boat as Milwaukee. I don't know that they'd really have a way to get salaries together at least ones that would entice the Pacers to get Levert. Did you have a Levert Nets trade? I have a, I think it's a bonus. Oh no, I do have a Levert Nets trade. So uh, I guess I'll read it now. So I also like what you just said about what the Nets need. They do need that bench scoring. Um, mm -hmm. Mine actually takes away a ton of the identity of the Nets and kind of changes it up a little bit. I don't know when Durant's going to be fully healthy. Do you, do you have any idea? At the time of his injury, I think it was like four to six weeks. Okay. So maybe he's still three-ish, three or four-ish weeks away. Yeah, so really what the Nets have on their roster, I mean, it's as far as serviceable talent, I mean, I, I watched a game the other night and Blake Griffin looked like one of their best players, and I know that he's not a very good player anymore at this point in his career, but it's basically Patty Mills, Kyrie, and then when James Harden plays, right? Not in that order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know part. what I mean. Yeah, so it's not looking great for them. They have guys that they've just been plugging in and hoping for the best from, like, uh, what's his name? Is it Davis Duke? 
and Cam Johnson or Cam <laughs> it's, Jordan. It's David Duke. David Duke. Who, not to be mistaken with David Duke, the Klansman. Oh. Yeah, that's like the whole thing with him. They're us- the guy who used to be the head of the Ku Klux Klan, like semi-recently, this du- isn't his, his name, name was David Duke. And this dude's name is David Duke Jr., right? His name is David Duke also, yeah. Is it Jr.? No, no, it's not his kid. He's <laughs> talked about, the player has talked about how he hasn't changed his name and isn't going to because he wants people to associate the name with him. Interesting. Instead of Makes like sense. the bad David Duke. Yeah, that's what's up. Good for him. So, uh, yeah, so they've just had a bunch of like young guys they're plugging in right now at times. And I, I don't know exactly where they're going with this team or what they hope to get accomplished with this team. But I do know one thing, and there's one guy that doesn't appear to want to be on the team anymore, and that's James Harden. Yeah. Reports so, are actually coming out now that he's – Frustrated. Yes. Yeah, so what the Pacers are going to do here is take James Harden off the Nets' hands because he just doesn't want to be there anymore, you know? And the Nets just, are probably just fed up. Yeah, okay. We're not going to take him for free, though, obviously, because the Nets have a team. At least they have a, a couple guys that are talented enough to win an NBA championship together, which is Durant and Kyrie Irving. I mean, we'll see what he can even do in the playoffs, where he can play or how that works. But – Durant and Kyrie, talent-wise, good enough to win an NBA championship. Mm-hmm. If you can add Karis LeVert, TJ McConnell, and Demonis Sabonis to that team, you're in pretty good shape. So salary-wise, those three are enough to get James Harden to the Indiana Pacers. I'm also going to be generous. I'm going to throw in our, our first-round pick for this season, which is a projected top-six pick right now, and then a 2023 Second round pick from the Spurs. Who says no? So the Nets get Lavert, Sabonis, and McConnell. And McConnell, who might be out for the year, but he he has See. a four year deal. I don't know. I feel like the Nets, if they were going to give up Harden, would want. I think they would either want to get back all those picks they gave away or like I mean not that the 2022 picks, obviously. first pick from the Pacers, they can easily flip that immediately for something else. Possibly. It's not it's not it's one they'd have to think about. Yeah. The Pacers might say no. I, I don't know if Harden would want to play in Indy. Uh Oh, he definitely wouldn't want to play in Indy. How much longer is he under is he under two contract years. next year too? He's a two-year deal. He's at 44.3 million this year. If I was the Pacers, I would want to hold that pick. And Harden doesn't make me a title contender with with the Pacers roster you're left with. So I don't know. Obviously, you can try to trade him for more. But that would be the thing for me if I was the Pacers. I'd want to hold on to that pick. Well, the other thing, too, is Harden would be an expiring contract next year and yeah. send him to a contender, get a ton of young assets and picks for him. I mean... Maybe flip him for Ben Simmons. Maybe. I mean, look, there there's possibility here is the point. If the Nets are smart, and I've been saying this about the Lakers all year, is you got to capitalize on LeBron's, what, one or two years he has left in the Lakers organization. I've been saying trade AD. He's injury prone. If you don't, if you can't count on someone to play for you in the playoffs, trade him. I think it would make sense for a Pacers 
type of team where they have like guys who could be the third or fourth option on a championship team. I don't know. Maybe Sabonis could be two. I don't know how that works. Is that the Lakers move? The Lakers move what? Or Let's is hear it. the Lakers move trade LeBron? Whoa. Think about it. LeBron, it's getting old. He's got, what, one more year on his deal? LeBron's not going to stick around in the, in that, uh, you know. They'll still have AD. Russ will be off the books by then, but they don't really have any other talent there besides him and AD. Maybe you get off of LeBron now. You risk, because when what we've seen when LeBron leaves teams, Cleveland, Miami, Cleveland again, those rosters are decimated. Now here, you get rid of him. You still got AD there. Maybe trade him for another star or a bunch of picks that they don't have right now because they gave him all the way to get AD. I would send the entire Pacers roster <laughs> for LeBron right now. Do they? I really do would. The Pacers also get have to take Russell Westbrook. I would do it. Yeah, sure. Whole roster. I mean, for LeBron and Russell Westbrook? Match up. Yeah, probably. Like, yeah, send them over. How, how would you say no to that? It's a lot of teams that would want LeBron James. Yeah, I mean, it, it, if we could have a top 10 guy in the NBA just once. The thing is, though, he's so, it, it would be the hardest trade to pull off ever because LeBron has his fingerprints all over the league. You know he's in on every move that the Lakers are making. It would be the hard, It would be the most impressive trade ever pulled off, I think, just because of the covert operations you would have to go through. Do we think Chad Buchanan and Kevin Pritchard have it in them to get LeBron James to the Indiana Pacers? I do. I think it's possible. Can you imagine LeBron moving to Indianapolis? <laughs> People would be mad. I think. Yeah. They don't. They don't like him there. No, I think they'd get over it. It's kind of like the if Tom Brady came next year to play for the Indianapolis Colts, oh, no one would be mad. I wouldn't now with the, after a year of Carson Wentz, that's for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can get over it pretty quick. I'm not mad at Brady at this moment if he decides that he wants to be a Colt. Yeah. In the same way, LeBron, if you want to be a Pacer, sure, let's freaking go. Once I'm you in. remove a guy from the team that they were your team's biggest rival. Yeah. Like LeBron, it was LeBron when he was on the Heat. That was when Pacers fans didn't like him. That's been a long time well, ago. Well, we even kept meeting him uh, when he was on the Cavaliers the second time around. That's true. Man, it Ste- was just brutal. Stakes were a little lower. Yeah, for sure. It wasn't conference finals. But, like, those but were exciting. Like, the 17-18 team. Yeah. Which, this season currently, we already have more losses at 35 than we did in 17-18 at 34. So, Pacers right. are on we're currently on pace to have, I think, the sixth worst winning percentage in Indiana Pacers basketball history out of the 65 years that they've been a team. Let's make it lower. Yeah, let's make it lower, man. Let's go. But, I mean, I'm, I am willing. I am willing to trade the entire roster, minus Lance Stevenson, for LeBron, Russell Westbrook, and then, look, they can sit out the rest of the year and we can just make a run at it next year. Let's do it. So, anyway... The point is that I was trying to make before we talked about the Lakers is you got to capitalize on these older players' years, especially guys who have had serious injuries like KD. 
That's why I think this James Harden deal could make sense because you're already going to have Katie and Kyrie, but now you're adding Sabonis, Karis LeVert, and TJ McConnell, if he's healthy, could be a guy that isn't, like, I mean, eighth guy on a roster in the playoffs, especially a roster like the Nets would have. In this, Well, I mean, who else do they have at that point? He's at least a veteran who you know can... I don't know. Oh, we've talked about TJ McConnell in the past. I'm not as high on him as you and Jeremy always were. Yeah, Jeremy. Just the under. Yeah, who is that even? <laughs> He's like my ex-wife. He's an enigma. Uh, let's move on. So you, those were two teams that could want Karis Levert, right? Two teams that could want Levert. I also had now these fits. These I think are pretty good fits, and they could realistically get him. The Mavericks. Uh especially now with Hardaway Jr. out, they could use another guy who can get his own shot. I think he's a better player than Hardaway Jr. They're also going to have to figure out what they want to do with Jalen Brunson in the offseason. And if you bring in Karis LeVert, he'll probably be – LeVert only has one more year uh, after this season on his contract. It's for about $18.5 million next year. Uh, Jalen Brunson's probably going to want about that much money, if not more. I think he already signed his extension, and I think it's about that much. Wait, did he sign an extension so today? So I think he's on – oh, was it today? It would have been today or yesterday. I hadn't, I, think, I hadn't seen that. I think he did – oh, I don't know now that you say that. I thought he I thought he was like set to make however much, like $2 million this year, but then right. next year – oh, maybe he'll sign in the offseason. I don't know. I was reading about it. Maybe it was just assuming that he was going to sign it, the article I read. so I don't see anything about it on here. I had the Dallas Google. Mavericks as one of the teams that I think could trade for Karis LeVert as well. I agree with you on that. Um, they just have Luka, like you said, and then Brunson just really controls that offense. Mm-hmm. But they need that second shot creator who, like, if you need a bucket, you can put the ball in his hands. He'll, he'll make something happen. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to pass it to anybody. But that's no. not what you need for a six man like you're talking about. I mean, yeah. you look at like Jamal Crawford, Lou Williams, those types of guys who have had success coming off the bench, being a spark plug, being a guy who closes the game with your in your five man mm-hmm. lineup, but just doesn't start the game and plays with that second unit. I don't know if you remember when Sabonis first came to the Pacers and Lance was on that team too. They came in with the second unit and I mean that pick and roll was unstoppable. Because they were both talented enough to, I mean, Sabonis, it turns out, was definitely talented enough to be a starter in the NBA and a star in the NBA. But, and that had a a huge uh, factor. I mean, that was a huge factor in why this was successful. And, but Lance is a creator too and just fun on offense. Mm -hmm. I mean, it worked like they came off the bench. No one really touched the ball other than those two, but they could score at will. And, Levert's that type of guy who you would want off your bench if you need quick scoring, and the Mavericks desperately need that. So I agree with you on that. What what other teams do you have? The only other team I had for him, which I made a trade for, was the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay. Uh, the Cavs lost their – I don't know if you would have said Rubio was their primary ball handler or their secondary ball handler, but Rubio allowed uh, – Garland to play off the ball now Levert's a different and they got Rondo to replace him Levert's not really somebody who I think I would want as my 
primary ball handler in terms of facilitating, but they could also use some bench scoring. Uh, they're about middle of the pack in that right now, and they're going to have to figure out what they want to do at the end of the season, what they want to do with Colin Sexton because his contract is coming to an end. You can't keep him. Well, he's another guy who I think six-man type because the Cavs lineup was clear has was clearly better with Rubio and Garland starting at the guard spots after Sexton went out. But Sexton is a very capable scorer. Granted, this was on a bad team, but he scored almost 25 points a game last year, and he can really get it going from night to night. But he's probably going to want, like Brunson, in the 20 million dollar range maybe even more so what what do the pacers get from the cavaliers that they would even want for karis levert there's a three-team deal oh okay so the pacers give up karis levert the Cavs give colin sexton to the pacers he's hurt right now but this is basically the pacers saying we will pay Colin Sexton, and if he doesn't want to play here and he doesn't resign, uh, which I think they'd have matching rights on anybody anyways, but if the number gets too ridiculous, they can just say, well, we still got off of Karis LeVert's contract. We got that off of the books and allowed some of our younger guys to play more. So LeVert goes to the Cavs. Pacers get Sexton. The third team in this is the Thunder, who have... $24 $24 million in cap space, but adjusted cap space, it's really about $34 million. The Cavs unload Kevin Love onto them, plus a first-round first pick this year, 2022, and then a first-rounder in 2025. And they also get Mike Muscala back from the Thunder. So Wait, who did you say the Thunder give? The Thunder give Muscala. Okay, or sorry, who are the Cavs giving the Thunder? The Cavs give them Kevin Love. I'm oh, sure that's right, that's right, yeah. yeah. Ke- Kevin Love, 2022 first, 2025 first. Okay. So they get off of that contract. They don't have to worry about Colin Sexton. They get Lavert. They can give him some run. And then Muscala has b- been a nice bench player for the Thunder this year. Yeah. He. I was actually watching them last night against the Blazers a little bit. Guy was hitting some big threes down the stretch. Interesting. So good then for him, man. You get to keep that floor spacing aspect that Kevin Love brings. You you don't get you lose some rebounding, but you also get uh, twenty eight million dollars in cap space. Yeah. Next year, so love it. Um, I also think the Knicks could be a suitable partner for Karis Levert. I'm not going to go into it because I want to move on to Miles Turner, and you have five teams that Miles Turner might end up on, and. Uh, let's kind of burn through this one and let's get to some trades too Okay. with this. So what what are some of these teams that you're looking at for Turner, a potential Miles Turner trade? Good fits. I got the Mavericks again. Um, Back home. Oh, is he from Dallas? He's from He went Texas. to Texas. <laughs> okay. I know he's from Texas. I think he's from Dallas. I think that's Once his you're from team. somewhere in Texas, you're from all of Texas, <laughs> as they say. Um, they could use a rim protector i think you could probably play him and Porzingis together oh i thought you were gonna um, say 
I could play for the Dallas Mavericks as the rim protector. Oh, no. You could probably play for the Pacers right now as the rim protector. Probably. Well, I am not six. I'm not six five. Or how is Craig? You can protect the rim through taking charges. Well, you know, I have that low post mentality. That's yeah. That's all you need. (laughs) The grit. Yeah. I, you know, if my kid's low center of gravity. uh, Actually, no, he definitely has a high center of gravity. I take that back. Yeah. Most babies do. Yeah. Big head. Yeah, and that's over. actually, you know, I don't have a low center of gravity. I don't even know why I started saying that. Mine's but very high as well. High center of gravity, low post mentality. Yes, exactly. And that's why I think I could play center for the Indiana Pacers. Okay, anyway, it. let's move on. <laughs> I got the Mavericks. Um, also, you know, you you and Jeremy tried to stress to me that Miles Turner is a good three-point shooter. Okay, let's hear the, the numbers. The number He's 33%. Okay. So he's like, he can shoot them, but... I'm not really worried. You got to respect does. it. But point being, he can. They don't really have, you know, Boban Marjanovic can't slip out there and shoot threes right now. Yeah. So he brings that aspect to him a little bit. The Clippers, I think, would be a great home for Turner. They have Zubac there, but and Zubac is a very nice. He's a good player. He's a very nice player. Really good offensive guy, especially in the low post. Really only in the low post. He can't. He's not a shooter, but. Um, I think the Clippers would take Turner over him easily. Yeah. Um, the Wizards. This would be a Wizards team that says, "Okay, we're gonna re-sign Bradley Beal, who's not having a great year." Uh, I would, we ta- you talked mentioned him in the All Star. People who didn't make the All Star game earlier, Sabonis is easily an All Star over yeah. Bradley Beal this yeah, year. Yeah, no I doubt, think. no doubt. But this is a world where. They re-sign Bradley Beer. They say, okay, we're going to try to build up here. Um, the Knicks, I think, would be a good spot. Obviously, Turner brings you more spacing than Mitchell Robinson and Nerlens Noel do. So try to figure that out with Julius Randle there. Get him some more uh, room to maneuver on the court. And you get, you get to keep the rim protection that uh, Mitchell Robinson brings. Uh, but then the Hornets. Yeah. Or the team who, and this is, I'm not the first person to say this, but seems kind of like the best fit for him in a team that could really use him. They're rolling Mason Plumley out right now, who is a good player. He runs the floor. He runs the floor. And that's what they want. He is the most awkward player I've ever seen, but <laughs> he makes things work. He He's a good passer. Yes. Which pretty good defender. I was going to say, I, I love his passing. Yeah. I you know when he was on the Nuggets he was obviously not as good as Jokic I always called him uh, Walmart Jokic but <laughs> yeah. he has the same like thinking as Jokic at least on offense he's looking for the cutter mm-hmm. um, but also runs the floor obviously is not even close to as good as Jokic yeah. but has a lot of that stuff in his game but yeah passing for sure is something they like with him yeah and this would I mean you pair Miles Turner with Lamelo that's you know. We get the next Lob City going. Yeah, plus Miles Bridges. Mm-hmm. Miles Bridges, yeah. So the trade that I had was Turner to the Hornets. The Pacers in return get the 2022 first-round pick that belongs to the Pelicans that the Hornets currently have. So that'll be a very, you know, that's a top-eight pick. They top three protect it. So the Pacers get that pick. Uh, J.T. Thor, who I don't know who that is, okay. but this is kind of cap fillers. Mason Plumley and James 
Is it book night? Book night. Book night? It's book night. Mm-hmm. Balk night, book, maybe? Yeah, book night from uh, UConn. He's a from rookie U- this year. Yeah. So you get a prospect, some cap, and then you get that Pelicans pick, which is going to be pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, book night, I mean, I really liked him coming out of college. The Hornets also have Devontae Graham, too. So, like, they have a ton of these guards who are – Talent. No, they don't have Devontae Graham. Well, where's Devontae Graham? <laughs> he went to the Pelicans. Oh, that's right. I have it mixed up. But they have Terry Rozier, too, who's, I mean, a really good a really good player. So, like, they already have him and LaMelo Ball. There's not a lot of space for Book Knight right now except for off the bench, and he doesn't really play much anyways as it is. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see a young guy like that come to Indiana, get that young prospect. I, I like that name. JT Thor is young, too, I believe. Or he could be one of those guys that you think is young, but it's actually 29, like Chris Boucher. Um, but yeah, I'm cool like with the contract filler, who's I mean not a bad contract filler as it is, and Mason Plumley. I'd be okay with him in Indiana. But yeah. then two young guys like that, yeah, I'm in. And a pick, let's go. So that's a good trade. Charlotte is the one that you hear about the most with Miles Turner. Mostly has to do with Gordon Hayward, I believe. But, yeah, we'll see how I all that shakes sh- out. the ship has sailed on Gordon Hayward to Indiana. You think? Yeah, it's just at this point, why would you want him? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you can get, like, a P.J. Washington, too, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they'd probably want to hold Washington mm-hmm. if they can. And if they give Washington, you're not getting that Pelicans pick. Yeah, for sure. Um, So, yeah, that's a good one. Let's move on to... Demonis Sabonis. What what teams do you have for Sabonis? Sabonis, I got uh, in no particular order here. The Celtics, I think, could really use really just somebody who can facilitate on offense. They they don't have that with even with any of their guards like Smart or Schroeder. Uh, Sabonis would be the best passer on that team, and he instantly ha- he oh yeah, and then he would have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum to play with um and if you're the pacers and i didn't make a trade for them but you know maybe you get robert williams in that deal or i think the Ro- one that romeo would, romeo langford home and they'd have get to some picks if it's me i want two of neesmith langford and pritchard okay picks or a pick and then i guess marcus smart for Salary cap, which I know a lot of teams are liking well, Marcus Smart right now. I know you hate Marcus Smart. Yeah, but aren't I'm they down on Marcus Smart? They're pretty similar contract wise, right? I don't think they're gonna throw. I don't think they would throw Smart in that deal though. They'd have to throw someone in to match the contract. I don't know who that is. I don't know how much Ines Cantor's making or Freedom Ines Freedom. Oh yeah, but yeah, the I've looked at the Celtics for a possible trade, and I don't really like anything that they have. But could they use not Demonis- Robert Williams? Not really. Oh, dude, I'm so high on Robert Williams. Ah, man. He was the best player in a playoff game last year. Re- well, Kelly Olynyk has been too in the past, so that's true. <laughs> uh, for the Boston Celtics, right? That's probably yeah. That so, game when he broke Kevin Love's shoulder, he was probably yeah, their best player. Yeah, I mean for sure was yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't liked any of the trades that I've seen from Boston, but they definitely need someone who creates on offense because they don't really have a pass first guy yeah in that whole building i guess mm-hmm. peyton pritchard but you can't play yeah. peyton pritchard uh so i had the celtics 
the Raptors, I think, would be an interesting destination for him. He definitely doesn't fit their mold at all. They're one of the really like long and defensive-minded teams. They run, get up and down the floor. Um, but he would also be their best offensive player. I think that him and Van Vliet could play off of each other really nice in pick and rolls. Um, He'd be great and, for some of the young guys too, like get them the ball, uh, find them on cuts and stuff. Yeah, I mean, and like if you want to play him at the four, you can keep him out there with Boucher at the five or put Siakam at the five uh, for rim protection. So who are the Pacers even going to get? I don't know. I didn't make a trade okay, for Okay, yeah. Cause I'm just rolling through possible scenarios for the Raptors playing oh, okay. You're Sabonis. just going to send, like, Precious Achua and... Hey, Precious Achua's good. Goran Dragic. Yeah, well, he wouldn't play in Indiana either. It doesn't matter. He's not playing in Toronto. He's... The, I know. Isn't he, like, sitting in... He's still in Miami, You might as right? well get a third team involved at that point, though. Yeah. So, I think you would have to include Dragic in the deal, right? Salary cap-wise? OG Anunoby's off the table, it sounds like. Yeah, they're not going to trade him. Um, And then, obviously... Barnes is off the table. Yeah, obviously Scotty Barnes. I mean, Siakam isn't off the table, but if I'm the Pacers, I don't think I would want Siakam. He hasn't I'd been take him. I'd take him for Sabonis, right? Straight up? I mean, give us, uh, I don't know, like Malachi Flynn, too, or something. <laughs> Malachi Flynn. I don't know, right? Maybe? I don't think I, I'd want... I don't think I'm getting... I don't think that makes my team any better... It's younger. No, no, it's not. Like Siakam, Siakam doesn't make. Yeah, okay. Siakam without Sabonis doesn't make this team a title contender. I don't think he really gets them closer to that. Well, I got two more trades with Sabonis. You want to hear them? Let me. I'll tell you my. Oh, other, you got one more. My other three. Oh. teams with Sabonis. So oh, I we've only done two. So the Celtics, the Raptors. Oh yeah, keep going, man. The Pelicans. Okay. Um. Not really sure what they're going to do with Valanchunas long-term there. Probably not keep him. But in the future, Zion, he can be a rim protector. You get Zion out there with Sabonis facilitating. It's not a lot of floor spacing, but uh, you can get well, some really good high-low action going on there. I think if Zion really tries, he's a 45 50% three-point shooter. Hey, he's uber-talented. I mean, he might have the most talent in the NBA. I I wouldn't I wouldn't put him past him someday. Uh, I actually have a Pelicans trade. If you oh, do, you have one. Then. No, I don't have a Pelicans trade. Mine okay, because I and it has to do with Demonis Sabonis. So I I okay. was thinking Pelicans too could really use Sabonis. They have some guys in New Orleans who just don't play, mm-hmm. like Zion Williamson. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so here's what I'm thinking. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we'll send Sabonis down there. Plus Chris Duarte. They're pairing him with Brandon Ingram and Valanchunas. You get the Lithuanian Twin Towers down there in Valanchunas oh, yeah. and Sabonis. Okay. Man, can you imagine the rebounding? They're Andre Drummond away from playing a game and the other team not even getting one Boy, rebound. Boy, Drummond got dunked on last night. Doesn't matter. He probably let it happen because he doesn't want people to know how good he is. <laughs> Look, the rebounding in New Orleans with Sabonis and Valanchunas could save... Really good could save that GM's job. Plus, you're getting Duarte, who's a young talent. And I hate to say this, but I'm throwing in Isaiah Jackson, too. Um, and then okay. we'll we'll take the expiring Thomas Sadoransky contract and 
Zion Williamson. We're we're gonna bring him. We'll into take Indi- him. <laughs> we'll we'll take him. So we're gonna Zion Williamson's coming to Indiana. We'll let him rehab all he wants. We're gonna make this a pleasant experience for him. But look, New Orleans doesn't have to worry about him. The GM's desperate because it looks like he's gonna lose his job. Um, so I I don't know. I I can't imagine the Pelicans say no to this. <laughs> can't imagine. Look, you get the the Lithuanian Twin Towers, man. What more could you ask for? Zion Williamson. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what other teams do you have? Uh, the other teams I had were the Grizzlies, okay, who are a great offensive team already. Uh, they would probably have to depart with their dear soldier, Stephen Adams, who's obviously a great locker room guy, but you get to keep the rebounding advantage and get all of the offense that Steven Adams doesn't provide <laughs> if you're Memphis and you bring in Sabonis. Hey, shout out Will, my cousin. He called me yesterday, said the same trade. He's like, Steven Adams is a great passer, rebounder. Like Steven just Adams a really is a great NBA passer? Player. Yeah, and I was like, hang on, Will. Let's slow down a little bit. Um, but he was talking about the same thing. Steven Adams coming to Indiana as a contract filler. And then who else would you get in that trade? I didn't make a trade for the Grizzlies, but, you know, I think you would probably get a couple picks. Uh, Memphis, I believe, has some picks, too, from some other teams. I think they're kind of in the situation that the Celtics were a few years ago. They've got some extra picks. They've got some nice assets. Um, So, you know, maybe Zaire Williams. Is it Williams or Williamson? Williams. Zaire, Zaire Williams and Zion Williamson. Yes. Um. One is William's son, and the other is his own man. It sounds like a uh, karate kid, Daniel's son. Oh, you're not saying, yeah. You're not saying Williamson. You're saying William's son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make you Mr. Miyagi in this situation? I haven't seen Karate Kid, so I wouldn't. I haven't either, but I mean, I know the Mr. Miyagi you know. thing. No, okay. You wax know. on, wax off. Yeah, so you know it. Well, here we're trade on, trade off. <laughs> You are the Mr. Miyagi I'm of trades Miyagi for the All Pacers pod. That's right. Um, so yeah, there's there's some good moves that you can make with Memphis. The trade that I made here was with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, I would be really intrigued to watch Sabonis and Towns play off of each other. Carl Anthony Towns is the shooter that. You think Miles Turner is? <laughs> That's what I was about to say. <laughs> he, he actually shoots over forty percent from three point range, uh, and has a post up game unlike Miles Turner. So, I think the high low there with him and Sabonis, uh, one it could switch in or out. You could have Sabonis in the high post, and uh, Towns down low, kind of like some Larry Bird, uh, Kevin McHale action. He'd fit in really well with that team. As a defensive liability. As a defense, yeah. So, it's it's not really like the the Wolves defense could get much worse. But they're you know they're a playing team right now. So actually, they may even be in the seven or eight spot. I think. Uh, but in this scenario, Wolves get Sabonis. The Pacers get Torian Prince, contract filler. Jordan McLaughlin, contract filler. And Jaden McDaniels, who I like, is a nice kind of four. I guess he's a four. Uh, Good prospect. He's only 21 years old. 
can't really shoot yet, kind of an offensive liability, but he can jump out of the gym, and he's a great defensive player already. He would, uh, if the Pacers also get rid of Turner. He so would you're taking be, one of the two defensive players from Minnesota? I'm taking one of the two <laughs> defensive players from Minnesota. Because they I, still have a Koji, right? They do still have a Koji, yeah, which I don't th- I don't know that either of them are no, closing. No, we'll, we'll take him. Closing guys, yeah. <laughs> we'll take him too. Let's just get no defense on Minnesota. Uh, so now Minnesota, you know, they're liable to score 125 points a game. But so Prince, McLaughlin, Jaden McDaniels, and a 2022 first-rounder, a 2024 top five protected, and a 2026 top eight protected. So three picks. Cool. Plus McDaniels, essentially. Yeah. To the Pacers. Who says no? Uh, probably the Pacers, but if I'm the Pacers, I'm, I'm really? down. Let's do it. Yeah, the Pacers probably say no. Why? Just based For on three past, picks? Yeah, based on the past um, this is showings from... Pacers. Though. Yeah, not really, though, because the owner still isn't convinced that tanking's the answer. So, like, when we've made trades in the past to move superstars or star players... We have to get players in mm. return that can play right now. That's why, like, most of these probably wouldn't happen. Yeah. Uh, my dream would be to just have a team of kind of like Oklahoma City. Um, well, yeah, I guess probably exactly like Oklahoma City, where it's just like a bunch of young guys who you're trotting out there and seeing, like, which two or three could actually be, like, meaningful players. Well, they've already NBA. got a few of them. Which I'm glad we're talking about OKC because this is one of my Demonis Sabonis trade partners. Mm. Um, we get a reunite Demonis Sabonis with the team that drafted him, the Oklahoma City Thunder, who totally used him in the wrong way, which was a corner shooter. So we're gonna, but we're gonna send him back here. He's proven what he can do. The Thunder need him to pair with Shea Gilgis Alexander. So we're gonna send him there, but they gotta send us a young guy who already has shown flashes of being a great player, and that's Lou Dort. So we're gonna get Lou Dort. Um, I'm doing this for you, this next one. We're going to get Pokachevsky. Poku. We're going to get Trey Mann and two firsts. I think the Thunder say no. Okay, well, what about if, what if about Lou the Dort's 2022 Phoenix first and a second in 2022? Plus, we're sending Justin Holiday. I think they try to hold on to Dort for as long as they if can. You can get Sabonis, though? I mean, how long There's are you going to hold on to these young guys, though? Like, you got to – you, Shea's not going to be there forever. Yeah. Capitalize on I, it. Put someone next to Shea. Help him move to the next stage in his career. Shea, Sabonis, build from there. Man, that's nice. It is nice. I don't hate it. I just think that they would say no if Dort's involved. I mean, and if, it, if it's three 21-year-olds. I don't know how old Dort is, but – He's he's got to be older than twenty one, I would think. Maybe he's twenty four or something. Sabonis would also be the highest paid player on the Thunder by I think ten million if he joins that team. I think uh, Favors is making nine. I'm pretty sure that's the highest paid. Yeah, the good thing about trading with the Thunder is you don't have to worry about taking garbage contracts back right. in return. Right. So that's look. We're sending Sabonis and Holiday. Helps our cap situation. Um. And obviously we get a really good young prospect in Dort. Someone like Poku who might 
be talented one day. I don't know. I think he's like uh, not Lucas Naguera, who is uh, I can't think of his name. Uh, the Brazilian kid who's like always on a random team. You'll see him pop up. Oh, Bruno Caboclo. <laughs> the guy they always said was a year away from being a year away. Bruno <laughs> Caboclo. Uh, so oh, maybe Poku's man. the next Bruno Caboclo. I could see him floating around the NBA. I mean, what, he's seven foot one and runs the floor. Yeah, he can handle the ball. He can throw some of the coolest passes. In theory, you've ever all of seen. that. All of that. Which you no, said he in has. <laughs> he has thrown some of the coolest passes I've ever seen. They he's don't also, even play him on national TV when they play because they're scared to show him to the world. <laughs> yeah, why would you? Un- it's like the Pacers when they had Jonathan Bender. Why would you unleash that <laughs> until you most need it? So could Poku be the next Jonathan Bender for the Pacers? Uh, I don't know if there was as much hope surrounding. Poku. Would he be the worst ever addition in terms of stat of the day for the Pacers? Would we ever hear a stat of the day not involving Poku if he's a Pacer? Listen, we would make sure to talk about the box score every game yes. that Poku's out there for the Pacers if he gets out there. Yes. <laughs> thing. I don't know that he's better than any of the young guys they have now. But he could be. Yes, he could be, but probably not. Uh, do you have any more trade partners for Sabonis? Because I'm out. I do not. No. Okay, well, let's but move on. But he's the guy who's going to be the most attractive at the deadline. Yeah, we're going to um, just quickly give our thoughts, maybe one-sentence thoughts on some of these recaps. But I have one more trade, too, and it's with the Lakers and THT. Mm. I think the Lakers at this point realize that THT has basically no value in the trade market. <laughs> But if they pair their 2026 first-round pick and top five protect it, we will send them. I did the. I, I looked at this. Tht shooting 25 percent from three this year. The Lakers yeah. are just terrible in general. Not as terrible as the Pacers for some reason. But we're sending Justin Holiday, who's the best three-point shooter on the Pacers, and can defend. So you're getting a. Really good shooter, 3 and D guy, emphasis on the 3, and Justin Holiday. Plus, look, we're going to be nice. We're going to be generous. We're going to send you Gogo Batadze as well. So you get Justin Holiday and Gogo Batadze. We'll take THT and your 2026 top 5 protected first-round pick. I think the how, Lakers say no. <laughs> how, I mean, at this point, you have to say yes. I don't you get think a floor the Lakers, spacer. I don't think the Lakers are going to use their last draft asset on. No, they have a lot of picks that. I mean, you'd be surprised. Like first round picks. Yeah, you'd be surprised what they have. That twenty twenty five Lakers pick actually might be really good. Well, that's why I was kind of going later so, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think they'll probably hold on to that. Yeah. So uh, I disagree. I'm going to say they say yes. Okay. They don't even think about it. It's like, dude, we have to do this. Well, you we get don't have a third person here to to make a decision for us either. <laughs> oh way. yeah, usually one of us breaks the tie. Yeah, I know. Man, and your wife's asleep right here, so <laughs> and your son. So yeah, if, uh, just quick recap: we don't have our bedroom because we we tore it apart. Um, so our bed's out in the living room. Me and Austin here were. Well, you're currently propping your feet up on the bed. Mine are tucked underneath the bed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're here just chilling out. Mm-hmm. And Rio's right here sleeping. <laughs> um, oh, no, she's no, not. she woke up. Devoted fan, Rio. Um, she's watching 30 Rock. She downloads every episode of the All Pacers pod. 
Good for her. Yeah, we've talked about this. Does she listen? I don't know. She has a thought about the guy Austin really wants. North Carolina. She said overrated. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's the guy that I really wanted, but she gets me and Austin confused all the time. Yeah, which is weird. <laughs> she actually said my name when you guys were at the altar. <laughs> you were there. I was there, yeah. yeah. Um Hey, uh, Austin signed our marriage license. You were one of the two I witnesses. Did, I did. I did. Yeah, Seth and I, who you tried to get to come do this podcast tonight. Yeah. Thankfully, we didn't because we just spent a minute slandering Taylor Horton Tucker. He doesn't who, care. <laughs> who's, who Seth loves. Yeah, but, I mean, you would take Justin Holiday and Goga for Taylor Horton Tucker. You if would, I was the Lakers? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. The Lakers remember when Goga... That doesn't LeBron make the them a title team, though. Like, and Holiday's really old. <laughs> he's he's thirty one. Yeah, I, it's, you I might mean, as well just hold on to Horton Tucker and hope he'll be that he, one of the younger guys on the Lakers. Well, yeah, he'll, <laughs> he'll be like a rookie on that you, Lakers look, team. It's but. what I've always said: you got to capitalize on these couple years that you have of LeBron. Just capitalize on it. It doesn't matter. Like THT's not helping you in the playoffs as far as spacing the floor which is what you need when you have Westbrook, AD and LeBron. So, it's true. Justin Holiday would answer. be would is the kind of player they need. Goga can step out, let him shoot some threes too. I mean, look, is he going to play in the playoffs? Probably for this Lakers team. <laughs> Will the Lakers make the playoffs? <laughs> I don't know. Look, oh. Goga's shooting. Never mind. All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> No, what's his what's his three point percentage? Fifteen uh, percent from three. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! But uh, Holiday is shooting. But you have to respect it. You, you have, have to respect, respect that. Holiday shooting thirty eight percent from three this year. Yeah, shot forty point five two years ago. So, um, obviously a really good three point shooter. Justin Holiday is okay. Let's go over our quick thoughts from the past few games. Um, let me pull up the schedule real quick. So, starting with um, at Dallas Saturday, January 29th, which we lost. Um, it was 105 132 shellacking mm. from the Dallas Mavericks. We rolled out Sabonis, Levert, Holiday, Duarte, and Tory Craig in our starting lineup. So, not our worst starting lineup that we've no. had recently. Um, the big story from this one is Demonis Sabonis' trade value with the Dallas Mavericks is probably uh, sagging a little bit. You don't want to see that, especially a team that could be a potential trade partner for one of your guys. Why is that? It's sagging. I mean, it was, he had, it was just a bad loss. Couldn't pull it out for his team. Actually, not really that bad of stats. Almost had a triple-double. But Dwayne Washington off the bench looked really good. 22 points. Um, shot really well from, the, from three. 50% on six shots. Um, and I mean, I, I don't really have much good to say about this. I guess the bonus was fine. I don't know what I'm talking about, about him. 21 points, 15 rebounds, eight assists, really good. But, um, yeah, just, we didn't have it in us to beat the Mavericks in this game. Luka Doncic had 30. Maxi Kleber looked good. Reggie Bullock off the bench blew my mind. 23 points. I feel like every shot he takes to me, I always think it's going to miss. 
that's probably terrible thinking because I think he's known as a three-point shooter at this point. He but was a second-round pick. Man, I just never have any faith in him to hit a shot, and believe it or not, he hit shots against the Pacers. So anything you want to say about this game? I don't appreciate your Reggie Bullock slander. <laughs> All right, let's what move on. What got paid to do was shoot the ball. <laughs> Love it. Um, we played the Clippers on January 31st. And we won, 122-116. to 116. Surprising victory, I guess. The Clippers have weird teams that they throw out any given night. I mean, here's the starting lineup. So they had Amir Coffey, Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris, Terrence Mann, and Serge Ibaka. And um, the thing that really stood out to me was Luke Kennard did not look great in this game. His true shooting percent was 14%. Luke Kennard, the guy who has torched the Pacers, I think he was on – the past two all-star teams against the Pacers yeah. when we've done those teams on this podcast. So he's been a starter at times for those all-star teams, I think maybe twice, but I'm pretty sure once at least. And uh, just didn't have it in this game. Isaiah Jackson, though, is the big story from this one. Started, Got the start at center, put up 26 points and 10 rebounds, and really got all Pacer fans hyped out there. Not only did Jackson have a great game, Dwayne Washington at 16, Terry uh, Terry Taylor, a two-way guy uh, who started at center the other night, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, he had 15 points, and Lance just, you know, filled up the rest of our room and our hearts and gave us 10 points off the bench mm. plus four assists. Revenge so. game. <laughs> yeah, revenge game, kind of. I mean, that's probably more points. In uh, 2016, he was with the Clippers, I think. Yeah, I mean, the 10 points against the Clippers is probably more than he scored during his whole time in Pretty LA. close, yeah. So, yeah, uh, we ended up winning this game. A loss is a win, though, in my books, so I was kind of That's true, yeah. The next game – or, sorry, did you want to say anything about the Clippers? No, what I will say about Terry Taylor is anytime I hear of a man with the name Terry – there was a Jimmy Neutron episode <laughs> where Jimmy is getting bullied by a kid named Terry, and Jimmy's dad goes, Terry, that's a girl's name. <laughs> so, Terry Taylor, unisex name. Look, if you... Double unisex name, Terry Taylor. Whoa. I mean, two first names is always a crowd pleaser. Terry Taylor already has that going for him, but two unisex names? That's pretty nice. Yeah. If you want deep dive analysis and you don't know where to look, obviously the All Pacers pod is the place to go. Where mm-hmm. else are you going to get a Jimmy Neutron uh, filled analysis of a player like Terry Taylor? We've learned so much about Terry Taylor just based on what Austin said. It's alone. the ultimate gender neutral name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on uh, to the Orlando Magic, which on the All Pacers Instagram, Sal said will definitely be a win. And we ended up losing to the Orlando Magic, one nineteen to one eighteen. They got some players. Uh, they also had after this game twelve wins and forty one losses. That's so, okay. We're <laughs> it's a race to the bottom. Their uh, best player in this one was no doubt your boy Gary Harris. Gary Gary Harris Harris. Yes. His nickname is his name. <laughs> Little known. Is fact. it really? Yeah. This is a real thing. <laughs> In fact, you can keep talking. I'm going to go on Basketball Reference and see if they it's have not, his name. It's I just looked. Is it not? His nicknames are G-Money and G. Okay. It is a thing, though, that at least when he was on the Nuggets, his nickname was 
Gary Gary Harris <laughs> Harris. That's funny, man. Um, yeah, so Gary Harris looked good off the bench at twenty two points. Um and look, he's been the, coming on lately. Yeah, so the we thought this would be an easy win for the Pacers, but yet again, I mean, well, first of all, Sabonis went on um the close contact mm-hmm. what, what am why can't COVID I think? list. Yeah, the COVID list. So we ended up starting um Tory Craig, Isaiah Jackson at center, who went out in twenty two seconds with an ankle injury. So we already lost Isaiah Jackson, so we just had Torrey Craig and Terry Taylor playing our big man minutes the rest of the game. But Lavert, Holiday, and Duarte also started and uh, just didn't have it in this one. Torrey Craig and Holiday did combine for 48 points, um, plus Terry Taylor at 24 off the bench and 16 rebounds. Huge game from him, our two-way guy. You love to see it, but just wasn't enough to beat this mighty Orlando Magic team. Uh, Austin, who are your three guys on the Magic you really love? Franz Wagner is great. He's going to be first-team all-rookie. I would imagine he's in the uh, Rising Stars game. He is. Um, Wendell Carter, nice player. Those of you who don't know, I didn't know this until, like, last year when I was watching him after he got traded. Wendell Carter shoots threes now. Yeah, good for him. Uh, Pretty good rebounder. Kind of undersized. Yeah, Wendell, back in the day, 20 years ago, he would have definitely been a power forward. He's listed at 6'10 here, and I, I don't believe it. Yeah, he doesn't seem 6'10. But still had 19 points and 18 rebounds against the Pacers. Good player. Look, I could have had six rebounds against this Pacers team. That's true, low post mentality. Yeah. And they, like I said, their only big men minutes were um, Torrey Craig and Terry Taylor. Yeah. Once Isaiah Jackson went out. So anyway, you named two. Franz Cole. Wagner, Wendell Carter. Cole Anthony. I love Cole Anthony. Over Jalen Suggs? Uh, We haven't seen a lot out of Jalen Suggs yet, but he's a rookie. But we have seen a lot uh, out of Cole Anthony. I think Cole Anthony may end up being a six-man, like a Lou Will type in his career, just because he's he's undersized. He doesn't have the playmaking, facilitating ability yet. Obviously, this isn't really a team that lends itself to that because they don't have a lot of – shooters and a lot of guys you can run pick and roll with but anthony's been a great scorer and he is not afraid of anything no quick first step too yeah um shot two for 15 in this game though uh oh i actually bet on cole anthony to not score 19 points in this game oh and he he had 15 yeah yeah he he had a lot of free throws though at the end of the game too i was like what's happening (laughs) he's about to get it yeah uh so yeah cole anthony a uh, little nice little player there, good choice. Yes. Let's move on to the next game. This is against the Chicago Bulls, who you never know who the Bulls are going to start. But this one, they still had a pretty good lineup. They had DeRozan and Vucevic starting, plus Troy Brown Jr., my cousin Troy Brown, yeah. um, Javante Green, and Iota Sunmu, who we loved in the draft, um, and has been really good for the Chicago Bulls this year. A lot year. of dunks. Yeah, a lot of dunks. Um, the Pacers started, we already alluded to this or talked about it for a minute, Terry Taylor and uh, Torrey Craig at the two big men spots. And then we had Holiday, Duarte, and Levert. Really what this means is Levert has to touch the ball 100 times and just throw it up there, mm-hmm. throw up all these prayers for us to even like stay in this game, which surprisingly we did. Chicago pulled away at the end. Um, the Pacers fought this whole time. But it just wasn't enough. DeMar DeRozan ended up with 31. Vucevic had 36 and 17, which makes sense. If I'm the Bulls, I hand it to Vucevic every single time. 
when I look at the Pacers big man. And, uh, yeah, just Pacers couldn't finish this one. But Dasunmu looked really good and, you know, just keeps reminding me um, what we could have had in the second round if we kept our pick. But uh, 14 assists. I didn't even really see it that many. So 15 points, 14 assists from Dasunmu. Um, who are some of the – or what are your ex- expectations for the rest of the year for the Bulls? I think they're going to get a top four seed. Uh, it's just – I don't know what's going on with Brooklyn. Like, all these teams have so many injuries. These other teams that were supposed to be the top contenders. Miami's had a lot of guys miss time. Uh, Philly, maybe they'll end up in that three or that four spot, but I wouldn't bank on it just because Joel Embiid has been on the tear of tears lately, and I'm not sure that he can keep that that much up for the rest of the season, you know? Um, so I would expect the bulls just because they have that cushion right now to end up, they'll get a, a, uh, like a home court advantage, at least in the first round. Um, but you know, they've got a lot of talent and they've had a ton of injuries, which I think is a, a testament to Billy Donovan and how good of a coach he no is. Doubt. And DeMar DeRozan. And DeMar DeRozan's been great, a guy who, you know, it seemed like he got a little overpaid at the time. Um, but they, they've they had some guys, you know, who him, Levine, have been a lot better on defense than they had been in past years. And that's, you know, probably the biggest reason why they've been so good. So Yeah, DeRozan's only missed four games too, so he's been super yeah. consistent. Um, and, yeah, I mean, definitely a – like I think he really needed the Spurs situation where he just like gained a lot of confidence in who he is as a player, not trying to force mm-hmm. uh like shoot too many threes or just be someone that he's not. And I mean, learned a lot of playmaking in San Antonio and looks like a totally new he's a player. Good passer. Yeah, good passer. Ended this one with seven assists. Um also Alfonso McKinney and Kiefer Sykes did a jersey swap after this one, neither played. <laughs> what? So, Why? Well, uh, like, what is their connection? Uh, I actually don't know. Sal posted about on the All Pacers Instagram today. Alfonso McKinney made a post saying, like, brothers or something. Two-time or something. Champ. Family. Yeah, two-time champion. Um, So, I don't know how the connection there is. Yeah, I don't know. But um, inactives for Chicago were Lonzo, Alex Caruso, Derek Jones Jr., Zach Levine. Patrick Williams and some dude named Marco Simonovic. Mm. Um, Pacers inactives were Goga, Brogdon, Isaiah Jackson, McConnell, Sabonis, Turner, and TJ Warren. So uh, a lot of big names missing in this one. But yeah, Pacers lost this one. And let's look ahead real quick to the next few games and give our predictions, Austin. Let's do the you wanna do next four or next five? Let's do next five. Okay, so next five are Cleveland Cavaliers on Sunday. Um, Hawks, th- these are both away. So at Cleveland Cavaliers, at Hawks on Tuesday, at home against the Cavaliers on Friday, home against the Timberwolves on Sunday, and then the Tuesday after that will be at the Milwaukee Bucks. What are your predictions in these five games? First one's Cavs. Yep. Loss. Okay. <laughs> Wait, run, run, run Cavs, me through Hawks. Them. Where's the Hawks game? At Hawks. Loss. Either way, it was a loss. Hawks are looking better. 
Yeah, they are playing. I think they were on a seven-game win streak until they lost to somebody recently. They beat the Suns. They snapped their their win streak, right? They snapped the Suns' win streak, yeah, but they had lost a game before that to somebody. Uh, who Who's after the Hawks? Uh, Cleveland again. Loss again. Okay. Uh, then Timberwolves at home. Ooh, loss. <laughs> <laughs> Should be a high-scoring affair. A lot of, lot of uh, UK Towns fans in the house for that one. Huh. Oh, like in yeah. Indy? Yeah. Okay. You think <laughs> there's going to be... I don't know if UK fans... UK fans are going to drive up to see... Still do that. Towns. There will be a f- there will be at least three fans there with Kentucky Towns okay. shirts. We'll say that. What What if there isn't? What do I get? I'll mail you, uh, I'll mail you a Carl Anthony Towns shirt. All right. I love it. Let's go. Um, so Timberwolves... It looks like me and you are going to the Timberwolves game on Sunday, February 13th. In Carl Towns shirts. Oh, wait. No, we aren't. Because that's Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, I'd rather watch the Super Bowl. I than think the so too. Pacers and the Wolves. <laughs> um, and then finally, the Bucks in Milwaukee. Uh, that is a big loss. <laughs> if past performances have told us anything about that game, so you're predicting zero and five. I'm predicting zero and five. And hey, just to go back, I would like to proclaim the all. I would like to proclaim all future. Minnesota at Pacers games as the the Mo Williams Memorial game. Yes, the because he had fifty <laughs> points in what it wasn't. I guess it was Banker's Life then. Yeah, may have been Conseco Fieldhouse though. It was Banker's Life. It was Banker's Life. Yeah. What was that like? Twenty eleven or something? I don't know. When was it? No, it was probably like maybe it was sooner than that. Was it after the Eastern Conference Finals Pacers teams or before? I don't know. Here, give a filibuster while I look it up. Okay, so Mo Williams, who I almost call, I almost said the Lou Williams Memorial game, but he's not dead. Nor is Mo Williams, <laughs> but he's Mo Williams is retired. He he retired after he got a ring on that Cavs team that went uh, that came back from three one down. Uh, not only did he have fifty points. But he had 52 points. Okay. And set the single-game scoring record for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. That was in 2015, January 14th, wow. 20, or I guess it was probably the 13th. Can't believe Wally Zerbiak didn't have that, uh, that Yeah, I, I can't believe that. Or Corey Brewer. Or Corey Brewer. Man. Oh, actually, Brewer When did had you say it was, 2015? Uh, 2015, yeah. Brewer had 51 points once for the Timberwolves. He did. That was towards the end of Mo Williams' career, too. That's Will Sabonis break that all-time scoring record when he becomes a Minnesota Timberwolf, per your predictions? No, I think Towns would be the guy to break it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Actually, really, D'Angelo D-Lo, Russell. Like, yeah. No, Anthony Edwards is going to break it. All the – man – all three of those guys nah, could. in the same game. Nah, they score 150 Mc, points. A Koji can get lucky. We'll see. Who who has a better chance of scoring 50 in the NBA? Josh Akoji or you? <laughs> uh, the answer can be uh, an equal chance. Yeah, it's a coin flip. <laughs> because unless the NBA calls me for like a make-a-wish thing... <laughs> I'm never going to play in the NBA. So I got – I think it's a non-zero chance, but it's close to zero. 
I also think Josh Okoji is never going to play that much to get to 50. So there's I, a world where we can get you into an NBA game. We need to move you yeah. to another country, forge your birth certificate. Ooh. Say that you're 19. Which country? I don't I don't know, just some random small country like Luxembourg. Yeah, let's <laughs> Okay. Yeah, we'll go to landlocked Luxembourg. Wait, are they landlocked? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We'll say that for all that geography. (laughs) We'll move you to Luxembourg. We'll forge your birth certificate. We'll say you're 18. We'll get you an NBA contract because we're going to make you super famous on the internet. (laughs) Only show your highlights. Wait, I would have to be 19 to get the NBA contract. Okay. You think you could uh, pretend to be a 19-year-old? Yeah. You got to catch up with all the lingo. Okay, TikTok. (laughs) TikTok and Zoomies. Zoinks. There's, I, you know, I got my TikToks and my, what's a Zoomie? Is a Zoomie Zoomies like was a, a store. It's like a kind of like tacky surf shop. And I went to Zoomies to get my TikToks, <laughs> but my bae said I wasn't keeping it 100. You convinced me, man. You convinced me. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. We, we can make it happen. How do we get Make-A-Wish involved, though? <laughs> All right, let's let's wrap up the podcast. All right, well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. It was a great podcast. Talking Gen Z lingo, talking trades, talking all things Pacers, as always, for all of our All Pacers fans. We'll see you next time. You want me, Joel Embiid? Come get it, because I'm going to give it to you. Are you kidding me? Sabonis brought it to him.